Uh, welcome to SaltCast. My name is Bob Turner, and I am the uh, director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, or SALT. And today, for our podcast, I have with us Roy Johnson, who is the executive director of Lads to Leaders and Leaderettes. So welcome, Roy. Well, glad to be with you. I'm glad you take the time to visit with us and, and tell us a little bit about Lads to Leaders and uh, as I've mentioned to you, just kind of give us some history. Tell us a little bit about how it started. I know we, I, I got to listen to your presentation uh, earlier this week, and uh, just I think it'd be good for our listeners to know about the history. I thought it was very interesting. Great, <clears throat> thank you. Uh, Last leaders got started at the One Robins Church of Christ in One Robins, Georgia, which is uh, near a large Air Force base, and uh, it was in the late '60s. And uh, their preacher was Jack Zorn. Mm-hmm. And uh, at their church, they had a young man who won the state of uh, Georgia, FFA, Future Farmers of America, speech contest. Right. So the elders at the church went to him and said, uh, since we saw your picture in the paper and you're a super orator, would you uh, mind speaking for us one Sunday night? He said, yeah, uh, if my ag teacher can help me work up a Bible lesson. And they were shocked. <laughs> Why this? And they said, well, which one of our Bible classes here has ever taught me how to do public speaking or an outline or such? I get all that from my ag teacher, elders meeting. So they get together and they call the preacher in, who was Jack Zorn, and said, we now relieve you from your duties of adult class teacher. (laughs) You have a new assignment. You're to take these young men, and there are eight of them. And uh, you're to work with them and train them on how to be preachers, Bible school teachers, song leaders, or et cetera. By the way, I was one of those. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. That dates me a little bit. And this was in 1968. Okay. And uh, he started using acrostics where he would spell out words like America. And mm-hmm. this was 68. The Vietnam War was going on. There was right. riding in the streets and such like. And so he would do the dark side of America in the bright side of America and let each one of the uh, young men have one of the letters and like A on the dark side could stand for abortion. You talk about killing innocent babies mm-hmm. or on the good side are for righteousness, exalted the nation, sins reproached any people. Really easy to have some simple lessons and each young man do a part of that lesson. And the first Sunday in 1969, uh, at the church, each one of the young men gave their lesson before the whole church audience. And uh, it was well received, so much so that some of the men in the audience were members of the Rotary Club, Lions, JCs, etc. And they said uh, to the young man, uh, could you come out to Rotary Club and speak for us? Or could you go to Kiwanis? And they're smiling and they're like, uh, Dr. Zorn, if you'll uh, check us out of school, we're on the road. <laughs> and they uh, they visited civic clubs really all over central Georgia doing their program, which is very popular, the timing and such like. And uh, that's when Governor Jimmy Carter yes. heard about them. And uh, he was governor of Georgia at that time. And he heard there's a group of Church Christ boys that quoted a lot of scripture and talked about America. So he invited them to come up to his governor's prayer breakfast and to speak at the governor's prayer breakfast and give their lesson on Amer- lessons on America. Right. And uh, matter of fact, I have in my office pictures of Governor Carter, mm. Rosalind, and the, the kids at the podium speaking. <clears throat> and then he ended up inviting them back several other times, including a, a joint session of the Georgia legislature where one of the young men, Randy Rowan, 
quoted the entire sermon on the uh, mount to the Georgia legislature. But that times were different then. You didn't sure. have your issues of separation of church and state so much then. And uh, so newspapers picked up on it. So the local newspapers would say the Church of Christ boys spoke for the governor. And, and so this was even in the large newspapers in Georgia. So churches would call Dr. Zorn and say, what's going on? Why are these boys being called to go up to Atlanta to speak at the state capitol? Would you come to a gospel meeting for us? And while you're there, bring those young men with you (laughs) and tell us what it is you're doing so we can copy it. And therein is really how Last Leaders got started. That is amazing. When did they have, I mean, did it take off from there to just various congregations doing the same thing, or did it begin to form into uh, having more of the conference type thing where they were working on well, the, more of a regional level? The first time you had a conference or a good-sized gathering was in 1972. Okay. And that was at Alabama Christian College, which is now Faulkner University. And it was in their Rotonda building. And there were several churches from several states that showed up, but there were attendance was a little less than 100. Okay, Okay. so, you know, eight or ten or five or six from various churches, and they had an all-day event. And that was the first of what we know of a last year's convention. After then, each year it would move around at various locations. It was in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, It was at the Superdome one year in New Orleans. Oh, wow. Yeah. It would move around as they would geographically try to go near some churches and make it work for them until they actually started uh, looking for a uh, home, more of a home where they could grow. And that became uh, Opryland in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, which had uh, a lot of room to grow. But matter of fact, Opryland was not near that big. They, were, they grew as a result of us filling the hotel all the time. And so they would add extra wings onto right. the hotel. Wow. And from there, tell us a little bit about what it's grown to, to where it is today. <clears throat> well, today... In the United States, we have eight conventions in the United States, uh, and we're getting ready to add number nine. Number nine is coming up next year. It will be in the D.C. area. Wow. And uh, uh, our attendance is a little over 20,000 at convention itself. That's the total for the entire country? Okay. Eight locations. Now, that is not counting those back home who are involved or doing things, just as when we start out with a hundred at the Rotunda and Alabama Christian College, most sent a few to go and attend. So 20,000 doesn't represent those involved. That represents how many show up at right. register and show up at convention. Okay. So I know that we've talked about both on the phone, we've talked about uh, through email, and I heard in your presentation the other day, this isn't just for kids. I mean, th- I think that's kind of the misnomer that that people get when they think about lads the leaders or lads the leaderettes that this is just for kids and they're thinking, okay, what is the age? Is it kindergarten through high school or what it is? But I know from talking to you that it expands much beyond just kids. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, going all the way back, it originally was a speech or song leading program for young boys. Okay. So the girls aspect was added. And then, uh, of course, certainly keeping uh, spiritual guidelines uh, in mind. But at the same time, uh, Actually, I took over as director of Last Leaders in 2003. Okay. And one of the main things I did was look at ways that we could help build the local church. Mm-hmm. And to do so, we were going to have to, 
to go not just third grade through 12th grade, and that's what Leslie's originally was, but to go down to kindergarten and to use the adults and even the senior citizens to work together to have a cross-generational training program. Right. So to answer your question, the ages, we say, are 3 to 103. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and, and I used to say 93 to somebody raised their head and said they were 94. <laughs> okay, I had changed my talk. But we actually, we even have churches who have no youth who do last to leaders. Right. And that came about, I even saw that today when I made my, I made a talk today, and uh, a lady after the talk said, she said, we got some of your materials and started using it in our Sunday school program, and we started training and being ready because we had no youth, and then a family moved in, and now we have several families because we were ready for them. Right. Oh, that is awesome. So tell us a little bit about how the the different levels, I know that you're, some of the older women in the congregation are working in specific areas with some of the younger ladies in the yeah. congregation, as well as men in the congregation working with the younger men. Tell us about some of the different ways that they're involved in doing that. We have for the young ladies a program that's called um, uh, looking at keepers. It's called Keepers. And uh, it's based on Proverbs chapter 31. Mm-hmm. And uh, we recall the, the great things that said about this godly woman of Proverbs 31. And we remember that many times at a funeral or such like, the reference is made to these this passage. Well, if you take that and really look at Proverbs 31 and number and underline specific things it says about her, you come up with 14. Right. And what we did is made each one of them a, a part of a last leaders event, the, the Keeper's Program. Uh, for example, one is she provides food for a household for the winter. Uh, let's find some of the senior citizens at a particular church who have this great recipe for jelly or jam, or they've got their pound cake that they make, and get them to volunteer to share their secrets with the young ladies, young girls at church. And as they're doing so, uh, yes, the skills will change generations, but not mm-hmm. only that. While they're spending time together, questions are going to rise about what was it like when you got married or what was it like 50 years ago. Right. And wisdom is going to change generations and a lot of advice is going to go back and forth. And uh, so we see that as let your older women train the younger and they're mm-hmm. excited. The older ladies are happy to share sure. their secrets. And each one of the young girls gets a necklace and the medallions on the necklace relate to the particular event they have. They have completed. Okay. So somebody can walk up and say, oh, I see you did such and such of the 14 events. Right. And so the young girls like that. The The adults like it. And you're bonding them together and you're building some relationships in the church. Oh, yeah. And how valuable is that, especially when you think about a generation that has often been forgotten? And they want to feel useful and they yes. have some knowledge that needs to be passed on. So it's a win-win. Yeah. How long does it normally take for those young girls or those young boys. And cause I know the boys have a program. It's also kind of mm-hmm. like a medallion. Yeah. With the, with the boys, they actually get a military dog tag. Yes. Okay. And it works the same way. We recommend that, uh, a, uh, with that about three of these, uh, 14 things be done a year, three or four. And so if you're do, looking at that, you're looking at three or four years to complete. Right. And because it's, there are a lot of assignments that are part of the project. And so not only it's not just a few minutes there, they'll spend a lot of time with those adults. Right. At the end result, uh, 
uh, everybody wins. Sure. Now, I'm going to save part of this for our next session. Um, but I think from this point, what I'd like to do is let's kind of bring this to a close. And, and we're going to do this in each session because how would, if somebody wanted to be involved in Lads to Leaders, we'll talk about the process in our next session, but who would they contact? What, what information would they need to know as far as the people they need to contact, uh, maybe a phone number or an email address uh, that would get somebody started if they wanted to know more about Lads to Leaders and Leaderettes? Thank you. It would be contacting me, uh, Roy Johnson, and uh, my uh, cell phone number is 205 410 0298, and I text there. And my email is simply Roy at LADS, L A D S, the number two, the numeral two, leaders, L A A D E R S dot com. And I would love to be contacted by others and be able to spread LADS. And, and is there a website that yes. people can look at? It's called LADS to Leaders. Or, or, and you can also type, and we should. L2L, because okay. it's a lot easier to text or type. If you just type L2L, it'll pop up automatically. Sure. Straight okay. to L2L. Well, that's great. And thank you for joining us uh, today on our SaltCast and talking about Last Leaders. And I want to encourage everyone not only to visit the website, contact Roy uh, about the potential of your congregation being involved in Last Leaders, but go to the website and, and look at the information that is there and, and see how this material can be beneficial to your congregation and to the families that make up your congregation. In our next session, we're going to talk more about that. I want us to deal with some of those areas that really focus on the family and how last leaders has benefited the family. But thank you for joining us today, Roy. And thank you for listening in. And we will have more next week.